What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to Creature Feature, production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host of Mini Parasites, Katie Golden. I studied psychology and evolutionary biology, and today on the show, current events. That's right, all the animal news that's fit to paw print, and a dose of extra science just for you. Whales caught hugging on camera, Angela Jolie covered in bees, and a new glowing toadlet just dropped. Discover this more as we answer the age-old ju- Discover this more as we answer the age-old question. Can you get sued by a bee for copyright infringement? Joining me today to go over the animal muse is co-host of the podcast Ethnically Ambiguous, Shireen Lenny Yunus. Welcome! Hello. Thanks, Katie. Thanks for thanks for having me. Also, I love that you called her Angela. <laughs> Angela Jolie. An- Angela Jolie. Oh, Angie. That's not as pretty as Angelina. I'm not gonna lie. Sorry. I know Angela. 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 Look, I, I I do like the name Angela, but it's definitely got more of like an office casual vibe. Yeah, but Angela is a beautiful name. Uh, mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. no, uh, no shade towards Angela's, but yeah, no. Angela Jolie definitely does yeah. fit different. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. Well, Shireen, I thought that today I would just like catch everyone up with all the animal news uh, in the world. I can't wait. Yeah. What's your opinion about uh, whales? I think they are magnificent creatures, but I I know if I was ever in an ocean and one was there, I would (laughs) my pants. You know what I mean? Like they're just like, (laughs) they're, they're big enough to where they are terrifying, you know? Yes. But I think they're amazing, really. Like they're... There are some creatures that are almost like they remind you of the world before humans. Like they're almost dinosaur yeah. age like. And that's what I feel like uh about whales. It's like, oh, animals and the earth they were here way before us, you know? Like yeah. whales don't give a <laughs> about us. <laughs> 
they're so huge and different from us, like in every mm -hmm. way, the way they communicate their bodies. And it's like, yeah. well, they're still mammals, but they're the size of a building and they live underwater and their hands are fins. It's mm -hmm. bizarre. It's like, yeah, no, evolution doesn't have like a preference for the human format. Nah, we're going to make a building a floating building underwater. <laughs> it's objectively cute to me that they have those uh, blow blowholes. Like, and it's just like, yeah. you spurred out. Uh, that's adorable. You cannot argue <laughs> that that's like an adorable feature in a creature. I, I wouldn't even. I know. Yeah. I can't even design that. No, you can't design that. It's just like. A, yeah. Yeah. It's this magnificent giant creature of the sea and it comes up from the water and it's like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. Well, to make them even more adorable for, I think, the first time ever, there has been footage captured of whales hugging each other. Like, wow. literally, I'm not saying like, oh, this is the version, this is like the whale version of a hug or something. I'm literally a hug. A camera drone recorded two North Atlantic right whales swimming fin in fin, like one fin over the other whale's back. Have you ever just thrown an arm around your friend's shoulder and they throw an arm around your shoulder right, and go yeah. swimming on like a big migration on the Atlantic Ocean? Just like two That's buds, what these yeah. guys are doing. I just, I just looked at the video just now. There's like a, I, I'm not playing it with sound, but this is the new version of those otters holding hands. You know? Yes. Like, I love that video. I legitimately watch it at least once a month because it's so cute and gives you life. Yeah, exactly. makes me happy and just like reminds me of my mom. But um, the, this is the new version of that. Uh, just reminding us that animals are so much better than us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I take it. I mean, I, I do love those otters holding hands, but this like literally would blow them out of the water because they're it's the size of two thousand otters. That's true. Going fin and fin. The whales were migrating from the Atlantic Ocean near the Caribbean to the Atlantic Ocean near the northeastern United States and Canada, where the whales go to give birth to their young and to eat a huge amount of zooplankton Ooh. because the waters are very rich there with zooplankton. Researchers don't necessarily know why they're hugging like this, but I mm -hmm. do like to think that they're buddies and they're just oh, on their yeah. way in their migration. And it's like it's this friendly little gesture. And we know that whales are highly social and generally speaking, quite friendly with one another and that they communicate over long distances. So I think it's completely reasonable to see this as a friendly gesture nuzzling up against one another and, and kind of having fun being yeah. next to each other and getting comfort. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, so, it's cute. so cute. It's also just like they're belly to belly. It's adorable. And and I think this, if I'm reading this right, uh, these whale, whales are endangered. So yeah. I just think it's like, why would you ever poach or kill these animals or like com contribute to their endangerment, you know? They are definitely endangered. There's only about 400 estimated to be left. Um, 400 only? It's a bad situation. Yeah, just from 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 hunting, from the fishing industry and just the the our general right. involvement in making the water like uninhabitable basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they are baleen whales, so they are completely gentle and harmless. They have 
that rigid row of bristles, you know, like they, yeah. the, the whales, they just look like they got a bunch of brooms mm-hmm. in their mouths. And they just filter out krill and zooplankton from the water so they can eat it. Uh, and so they're very gentle giants. And they're, they are giant. They're uh, about 40 to 50 feet long, which is 13 to 16 meters. And they weigh up to 77 tons. So that oh. means that they're bigger than most school buses. So if you take a school bus, give it fins and, and an extra like five feet of length, like then maybe you'll get get the get a, mm-hmm. a North Atlantic right yeah. whale. Do you think they're attempting to mate here, or what's the? Do you think I, I this one article I just pulled up says that a spokesperson said it's perhaps showing affection and attempts at mating. I'm not sure if they had they can tell that. But. Yeah, I don't know. I think that it, it's hard to tell because they're made like the whales so often are deep under the ocean that like knowledge about their mating habits and all of these things is rather limited. Mm-hmm. So it's not like well known that, yeah, this is the mating right, hug where right. you're like, hey, buddy, come over here. Give me a side hug. And now now we mate, mm-hmm. which I do feel like that is for humans. Sometimes you do initiate the side hug. <laughs> like a few steps before attempting mating, but that's like that's quite. There's a lot of stuff that happens between the side hug right, and yeah. an actual mating for humans. They gotta invite you over to watch a movie, you know, and right. then they put their hand around you, being like, "You know what's going, you know, you know what you're getting into right. when you're going for a movie time." Right, exactly. But the hover hand side hug is uh It, it takes a while to get from there. To, uh, right to yeah. romance for for people exactly it does seem a little romantic because they're yeah. kind of like stroking each other uh it's so it cu- I, I i think it could be a precursor to mating i, I just mm-hmm. don't know that uh i mean regardless have, it's right it's just affectionate and lovely and i think the, yeah yeah what you said about being a gentle giant is very cool to note because the biggest and most powerful creatures are re- very gentle in this world, like elephants. Uh, gorillas aren't like 100% gentle, but they are vegetarian and you don't, and they won't f- with you unless you f- with them, you know? Right. Whales are, they don't give a f- about anything. They just like seriously swim around, filter food, <laughs> and just keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah. elephants will, a bull elephant will definitely mess you up if you get in its path and it's upset at you but they are like it is it's surprising to me that something like an elephant isn't more like aggro yeah uh like they they there have been things where an elephant will accidentally trample into someone's house and then like look around and see there's people there and gingerly like lift its legs to like 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 not step on anyone i love Um, elephants i i love elephants also I mean, this is a side note, but I always, I learned a long time ago about like elephants mourning ritual, like mourning, yes. like M O U R. Yes, yes. They're like rituals and like, like when, when uh, they're dead. Yeah. yeah. And it's so beautiful and uh, heartbreaking. And I just, I can't get over how this magnificent creature has been around for so long and has this intelligent way. I mean, they're very intelligent, but I just, I, there's something about those rituals that like really just like blew yeah. my mind. I just think they're amazing. Yeah, because they have they seem to have an awareness of each other and an awareness of of death mm-hmm. and 
We actually see that in Wales somewhat as well. Not not necessarily mourning rituals, uh, but we do see like when oh Wales uh, baby dies, uh, often the mother will carry it for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And you see that as well with, obviously elephants can't really carry their young when they, they die because it's just too too difficult, but they will spend a lot of time with them. Mm -hmm. So it, it's not, it's hard to say whether or not that's an understanding of death, but it certainly means that there is a deep attachment yeah. that they have. And that you see that in a lot of like more intelligent animals, like in apes, like mm -hmm. uh, chimpanzees will sometimes hold on to a, a relative that has passed away and like carry them for for a while uh, yeah. because like they they still have that attachment and there are some behaviors that seem to indicate that they may recognize that they're not no longer alive like it may not just be that they're like they don't you know, understand delusion. that it's gone or something yeah. right right it's hard to know exactly like it could be in the case of the whales it could be that they don't quite don't quite understand that they're dead but it seems like the behavior is so different from what their behavior would be with an actual living calf, a baby whale, that I suspect that there may be some some understanding that something's wrong, but they just are not willing to let, let go, go yet. Like, yet. Yeah, which yeah. is so sad. I 100% agree. I think it's just an indication of an awareness of a loss. And I'm just yes. very, I have a soft spot for any kind of like mother and or like parent cub or like child bond i just like yeah. maybe because i have like i love my mom more than anything like mommy issues but like uh when an animal has that same thing i'm just like this is yeah there's an awareness yeah and an emotional intelligence that you it makes you respect animals so much yeah. and i just i love animals and i just i don't know anyway that's my tangent it, about that no I, I i feel it instant waterworks when i'm watching a nature documentary and like someone's like it's a mother's cub they get separated somehow or like the mother or the cub dies and there's like you see like instant crying waterworks mm. nose running mm. it's ugly it's messy mucus all over my face like just sobbing i can't deal with it i get so sad it, it's interesting because like that you you brought up elephants because Similar to elephants, in fact, even more than elephants, North Atlantic right whales live a really long time. They can live up to 70 years old, but some individuals have been estimated to be over 100 years old. Whoa. So, yeah, they live a long time. And their age, if you want to know, like, well, wait, how can you tell how old a whale is? You can't ask them their age. That's <laughs> rude. But... They actually do an archaeological dig into the whale's earwax. So, like, uh, they will, there's, it's really, it's kind of gross, but I think it's really cool. Whales get this thing where their earwax just builds up over time. And unlike with us, where our earwax kind of, like, falls out, it just stays, sits in the ear canal. So, it forms this, like, long candle of earwax. And it's like hard. It almost looks like an, a horn or an antler. It's inside the ear canal. So like they don't have external ears. They just have an ear hole that goes kind of deep down into where it connects with the internal ear organs. And if you, you can't see it from the outside, but if you pull out that uh, earwax, which usually like if, the, if you find a whale carcass, um, that's how you would get right. one of these <laughs> ear candles. 
Uh, it's like but this so, so long. They wouldn't, do like, it, they wouldn't do it on a living whale. It's only when they. Okay. Yeah, you actually wouldn't want to remove it on a living whale because there's some evidence to suggest that it would help with their hearing. Because mm. unlike a human, where when we have too much earwax buildup, like it blocks our hearing, because whales uh, are underwater, the density of the earwax is thought to be similar to the density of the water. So mm -hmm. the sound would just seamlessly travel through their ear. And then it would also kind of act like swim, like earplugs that right. prevent like when they, if they surface and goes back yeah. down, you know, so it's, it's that potentially helpful that they have these. So yeah, you wouldn't want to pull it out of a, a living whale. But what's so interesting is that the earwax changes color with the season. So uh, due to dietary changes, because they eat a lot in the summer, they like have a big feast in the summer, and it's more lean times in the winter, so they don't eat as much. So their earwax forms alternating light, dark color that match the seasons. Uh, so like it's it's lighter, I think, in the winter and darker in the summer. Uh, I think that's how it goes, unless I got it confused. But anyways, it, they have these bands of yeah. of earwax, it's like light, of dark, tree. light, dark. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And it looks really sick. <laughs> <laughs> if you count the bands, you can tell the age just like a tree. Yeah, that's so fascinating. I mean, okay, I said this off mic before we started, but <laughs> this is like the coolest thing to me. Um, I okay, so I have a problem where I like I pick my skin a lot, and so uh, to stop that habit, I mean, I still do it, and I don't like that I do it, but to stop that habit, sometimes I will watch. And I'm sorry if this grosses anyone out, but I know people are out there that relate to it. I just know you're out there. <laughs> I'll watch like extraction videos with like like cysts or pimples or like ingrown hair stuff is really cool to me. But recently, my newest thing is earwax extractions. Uh, they're I, I, they're objectively gross. I'm not going to deny that, but they're all, I cannot <laughs> stop watching them. Uh, they're so satisfying and there are a lot of youtube accounts like for whatever reason mostly in the uk but these doctors like walk you through what they're doing and like how they're extracting them and i'm like dying to get my earwax extracted to be honest i just <laughs> want to do it so much uh i do think can you imagine I, like yeah. if you're a whale like how i'm i mean it's probably not good for them right but how but like, probably satisfying so sad. oh felt so good to get that whole like <sighs> that entire candle out of your ear yeah the whole time you were talking about, it, I was just like, I, I mean, I, I would never want to watch it only because I know the whale is not alive anymore. But right, which it is, is sad. Yeah, that's very sad to me. But, but only if they die of like natural causes, obviously. Right. But yeah, like using a Q-tip for me is uh, hands down maybe the the best feeling in the world. <laughs> like I, or like yeah, maybe like you gotta be three. careful though. Top three. You gotta be I careful know. with those Q-tips. That's though. the thing. If you I go, think I use them can... too much. And watching yeah. these earwax videos, I've uh, it's helped me use them less because all these doctors are like, this is this impaction is due to like overuse of uh, cotton swabs and yeah. Yeah, because when you use and I first of all, no judgment from me because I understand that using yeah. Q-tips does feel really good, but I also want to warn people that you shouldn't do it no uh because no. it's actually it's advice it's a it's advice it's advice it's advice yeah. it's it's like it's like doing doing some kind of horrible drug but it's a q-tip but like it actually first of all you always risk if like you go too deep you could actually puncture your eardrum mm -hmm. which is very bad you don't want to do that 
it's very painful. It'll damage your hearing. Not good. But even if you don't <laughs> do that, go go too deep. Uh, you still like, but even though you feel like you're pulling earwax out, you're actually pressing it in because you're like mm. pushing in, and so that will form uh, an an impaction. And how our ears work is uh, the reason like our earwax comes out is that like the skin in the ear is constantly growing and renewing right. in this sort of like almost a um, it's like a spiral, an outward oh, spiral. So like Katie, Katie, the extractions yeah. with the skin ribbons, they call them skin ribbons. Those oh, are no. the most no, it's the most no. satisfying thing. No, it's so freaking cool. I'm I'm so sorry that gross. No, <laughs> I, I'm not gross. The thing is, I don't find it that gross, but I do, It's like I I don't know. Like I I, I, I it, there's something about taking stuff out of the body where it's like I'm like wait but like when I I don't mind getting a shot or something like an injection but if you take my blood I'm like wait but no I need that so like pulling like pulling something out of the ear it's like don't you need that stuff well like no. what I mean like they only obviously take it out when there's like an issue no People I know are, yeah. I know but it's like a it's my visceral reaction that's, that's an like interesting pulling stuff out of the ba- yeah. body is bad it's usually the opposite right that's an interesting thing that you have it like you're almost like possessive of your body, right? Or like right. You're, too, you're protective of it, you know? Don't it's take fine. anything out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, so so our ears, as the skin cells inside of our ears are constantly renewing, it pushes the earwax out. So it's like, it's almost like a little conveyor belt that mm-hmm. starts to sh- push the old earwax out. And it, it's wet when it starts out, like in the ear, but as it uh, yeah. hits the air, it dries and flakes out. And so... Often when you use a Q-tip, you're kind of shoving it back in, mm-hmm. <laughs> which can form like uh, an impaction. So on top yeah. of the risk of actually puncturing your eardrum, you yeah. really want to avoid it. I know like I'm going to say that and like people like because, you know, it's like if people just don't listen to that advice, yeah. but just just be careful. Just be careful. I am trying to look into an earwax extraction because I do think I know maybe I'm like, I think there is an issue with me because I get a lot of vertigo. I get a lot of the ringing in my mm. ears. Right. Go to an ear doctor. Yeah. 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 Go to an ear doctor. And if, yeah, an ear doctor will, uh, no. if you do have an impaction, they'll they'll get it out. I'm sure that will. Yeah. The, and then they'll count the rings and tell your exactly. age. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and I have learned, I have learned a lot. Like, it's so fascinating right. that depending on like your age or your, your health conditions, your earwax Yeah, your diet. Different. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and this is true of this is yeah. true of whales too. In fact, researchers are taking advantage of that fact with whales and they can tell like the whales diet, like whether they they're eating more or less, like if they're if they are getting adequate nutrition. They can even test for things like hormone levels in the whales Whoa. so they can tell if they're juvenile whales like going through puberty when they went through puberty. They can tell if something's wrong, like if they're really stressed out, they'll produce more cortisol and they can actually measure that in the the ear candle but like mm-hmm. it's saved for years wow. so like they can look at the bands and like map out it's this like a whale's fossil. life it's like a fossil yeah it's yeah. like a fossil it's like a record of the whale's life recorded in earwax yeah. and apparently like a bunch of museums collected these these whale uh i think they're called like they, they just call them earplugs or something or whale plugs 
but I like to call them whale candles. I like that you're calling them that. <laughs> I wasn't candles, sure if that yeah. was the official term, but I liked it. Yeah. No, no, it's not. It's me being kind of weird, but like it's like <laughs> that scene in Shrek. Remember when Shrek like pulled out that massive log of earwax in oh, the Shrek yeah. uh, <laughs> movie and he uses it as a candle? So gross, but also kind of fun. I mean, sustainable. Hey, yeah. sustainable. Yeah. But yeah, when they when they use uh, that, apparently like museums kept collecting these things and they didn't know what to do with them. You can only like show the public so many of them before they're like, all right, all right, that's enough. But they didn't throw them out yet. And so when researchers discovered how they can measure things like hormone levels and do these detailed analyses, like they called up these museums and they're like, yeah, we have pallets and pallets of these like Whoa. whale chunks of whale earwax and we were going to throw them out at some point. But I guess we'll give them to you now. So uh, good luck to all. And apparently it's a painstaking process of them, like like really going through and doing these micro scrapings and measuring mm -hmm. these things. But much love to all the research technicians just digging through piles and piles of fossilized whale earwax. I mean, I kind of want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> we but, found uh, a job for Shireen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Finally, I found my calling. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's fascinating to learn that there's like a fossilized uh, little record of, of a whale's life. You know, it's 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 just so cool. Animals are fucking cool. It's just uh, yep, yeah. It's just really. Cool. <laughs> Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. So, Shereen, Angelique covered herself. <laughs> Wait, and I call her Angela again. Angelina. Jolie I heard Ange. Covered herself I heard Ange that time. Ange. Well, yeah. you know, we're real close. Yeah. So, you know, I know Ange. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> that silly Ange. She yeah. covered herself in bees. Yeah. I saw what next this. is that silly girl going to get up to? Yeah. She was covered in bees for about 18 minutes. Uh, she didn't get stung. Uh, probably because they recognize her as their queen. Get it? Cause she's a queen. Uh-huh. Uh, <clears throat> queen bee. Anyways. So I know, like, whenever Ange does stuff, like, everyone's like, I want to be like Angelina Jolie. I want to do the Angelina Oh, no. The, not the Angelina. 
No, don't cover yourself in bees. It's not a good idea. Don't bother the bees. Bees are real, even like despite their reputation, most native bees, most honeybees really don't want to like deal. They don't want to sting you. They don't want to mess with you. Yeah. They'll only do it if they feel threatened. Yeah. Don't mess with them. They don't mess with you. You know, it's right. Right. But, you know, just don't handle them. Don't put them on you. I know Angelina Jolie's making it look cool. But don't put bees on you, did you unless did you're you read, professional. Yeah. Did you read that she didn't shower for days because for the shoot? Like something. Oh about, wow! Like, no, I didn't. Yeah, something about like what was it? Let me try to look it up. Her natural um, pheromones. Yeah, or something. Maybe it was like so, like the, a fragrance. They, so yeah, they told the her. Bees? Yeah, they were wiping her, herself with pheromone. I don't know what that mm. is. Ph and then they and then pHero. I meant and then she said. You have all these different scents, shampoos and perfumes and things, and the bee doesn't know what you are. So I think that was part of the reason why she didn't shower or something. Um, nice. Or she's just, look, uh, you, Ange, you don't need to make an excuse. We all have times when you just don't want to shower for a while. You don't gotta. You don't have to do a photo shoot with bees to justify mm-hmm. not showering for a while is what I'm saying. It's okay. Sometimes we just yeah. have a stink week, and that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I do understand the message behind it. It's, it's because, like, I don't yes. think a lot of people understand the damage we're doing to bees and how essential they are to yeah. our environment and literally pollinating everything. Um, but I feel like I know that it's like a, I don't know, a, a certain kind of way to get people's attention. I just hope people like go beyond the photo and understand like the reasoning behind it. Yeah. You know, like I, that's that's yeah. what I hope. Yeah. yeah, I think it was done with the very best intentions. Uh, she's advocating for a, a women's beekeeper program run by the uh, United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Foundation. Apparently, it's also funded by uh, uh, Guerlain. Guerlain? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce French it. The company? French yeah. cosmetics company, which makes me slightly suspicious. Like, is this some kind of, like, racket to collect beeswax mm-hmm. for, like, cosmetics? Are they just, like... You know what? What's going on? I think it's okay. I think it's just for the positive press, though, that this uh, cosmetics company is doing it, right? But yeah, she she's like trying to draw attention to the plight of bees. That bees are often endangered or even at threat of extinction due to pesticides and climate change. And it's not just uh, honey bees; it's also native bees that are indigenous to mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, like the United States that actually honey bees were introduced to the US. They're not an indigenous species. Um, and a lot of our native bees are also in threat of uh, endangerment or extinction. Um, and I, so I think like the message is good. I do think sometimes though, when we because like she's she has this like entrepreneurship program for female beekeepers and it's like well that's uh or entrepreneur entrepreneurship uh for women beekeepers and I, I think that's great but I think that people need to realize that we can't like necessarily entrepreneur our way out of this problem I think that there are um we need huge solutions to it which is like uh you know regulations on pesticides mm-hmm. and environmental protections so that we're not destroying their habitat we're not spraying a bunch of pesticides out there uh, that kill the bees and also addressing climate change because that's a huge force that is harming bees as temperatures rise we have like seen a direct decline in bumblebee and honeybee populations 
So I think that it's, I think like the, the message is great. Like in, in the idea of like having people doing like beekeeping and bee preservation as sort of this entrepreneurship, that, that's fine, but it's, you're, you're helping for sure. But you're, the responsibility that lies on each of our individual shoulders is, is kind of like, it's a small chunk of it. Like we need to like collectively do a big thing in order to preserve the environment. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. And I also think like, there is a responsibility individually because I do believe in like voting with your dollar if you're able to, uh, right. or, like or expressing what the public wants. So I am a huge environmentalist. It's a big reason why I stay away from animal products and like all the other other stuff. But like I think everyone should just be conscious of what they're of the impact they're having because I think a lot of people don't really think twice about buying twelve pound of whatever and, like. I don't think there's like a lot of uh, understanding of like the what happens right before it, it goes to the grocery store. And so I think mm -hmm. the more that we as consumers tell the companies like what we want through what we purchase, that's the only way a company will change because a company just wants to make money. They'll do what's profitable for them. So I think the individual stuff matters. But I also agree that like we really have to build on that and make a bigger a bigger uh yeah impact somehow but i will say i looked it up Gerlaine, because i wanted to know if they were cruelty free they are not cruelty free that's mm. i i don't believe that they have good intentions with their ethics behind um standing with this the b thing and I, I like that they probably did just, it but i just pr huh exactly exactly they do what benefits yeah. them at the end of the day right corporations and companies you don't trust them they just do what benefits mm -hmm. them i knew to be suspicious yes exactly i don't at this day and age you don't have to test on animals you don't need to support companies that test on animals or aren't cruelty free there's just so much out there that's a better yeah. option i just i don't know yeah absolutely no i absolutely agree and i, I think that it's good to draw attention to bees and like, look, Ange, Ange, if you want to cover yourself in bees, I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to stop you. But I think it, it is important, like when there's a feel good story about this to kind of look a little deeper into the issue of mm -hmm. like, you know, yes, it's great that people are doing beekeeping. I think that's fantastic. I love I love, you know, watching beekeepers and, and people who are especially like when it's not just honeybees and you're like helping facilitate the growth of native bee yeah, populations. Yeah. Obviously, they're very important for, for food and pollination and for our agriculture, but like they're important for the environment as well because they're not yeah. just pollinating our crops. They're pollinating all plants so many. as well. Plants, yeah, flowers, exactly. fruits. You know what I mean? It just goes and on and they're cool on and on. as hell. They're, they're cool as cool. hell. I love bees so much, and I, I, it's, I really want them to survive because bees are rad. I think people get overwhelmed with how much that needs to be done, honestly, when it comes yeah. to the environment. They're just like, it's too late at this point. It's a lost cause. We've gone no. too far yeah. in this lane or whatever. But I think that's not true. I think the end goal isn't to make someone, isn't to make the whole planet plant-based or like whatever. I think the end goal right. is to uh, just be conscious of the food you're eating and what you're the impact you're having on the environment and what goes into the food you're eating, like a pest, like pesticides that are contributing to killing so many bee colonies, you know. So I think the end goal is just to make people conscious of yes what they're doing and the 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 footprint they're having. And obviously, I mean if that person is able. I know there are um, exceptions because of uh, wealth. 
and where you are at in the world. I would never fault someone for doing what they can to like just live. But if right. you do have the privilege to choose and to vote with your dollar, I would. Yeah, I just... no, I, I agree. I think that, and also, I don't want people to feel paralyzed by the idea that, like, oh, we're so doomed. Like, the mm -hmm. bees are all going to die and there's nothing we can do about it. And solving these big issues is really hard. It's like, no. Nature is extremely resilient, and I, I think, you know, something like bees will be able to bounce back really spectacularly if we just give them some help. But in more bee news, yeah, more bee news, this is kind of fun. Sculptor Tomas Libertini uh, is, quote, collaborating with bees to make sculptures constructed from wireframes and beehives. They look pretty so, cool. They look pretty cool. Yeah, collaboration seems a little generous as if the bees right. were like, yeah, here, take some of they our... They don't have consent, really. Yeah, I don't think the bees like signed uh, signed off on this, signed a contract on this. I feel like the bees could sue this guy. Because I think they should, to be honest. Yeah. If they, yeah. Um, but it's, it's, from what I can tell, it's... Basically, he sets up a wire mesh in in a shape like like various sculptures. Like he's got vases. He's got. I mean, he, the uh, first thing I see is Queen Nefertiti over here. Queen Nefertiti, yeah? yes, like, yes. Praise bees, I love. Her. <laughs> and then just basically sets it up near the main beehive, so they're encouraged to continue constructing their honeycomb mm -hmm. around this wire frame. This whole face bust of Queen Nefertiti constructed in natural uh, honeycomb and the bees just go to work. And because the honeycomb is somewhat geometric, just naturally, mm -hmm. the way that it works, it looks like it's been 3D printed. Like side note, honeycomb is rad. Like, like beautiful. So yes. beautiful. There's a skull one where he had them do it over the form of a, of a human skull, mm -hmm. which is really metal. They're beautiful. And they uh, can take over two years and over 60,000 bees working on it to complete. Uh, I don't know. I don't really like that. You're wasting the bees' time, like, for some elitist art. Like, what's the... What's going to happen to the effort that the bees They're, put into this? I, I mean, that's true. That's true of any, like, as, even, like, when we have honey or something, we are taking stuff from the bees. But on the other hand, I kind of... I don't feel too bad about it because I think that he is, he's basically, he's got this hive that he just puts this wireframe near. So they have a oh, lot of area where the rest of the colony is. I think like on average, the fact that like he seems to be taking good care of these bees, like, yeah, it he is technically removing stuff from the bees. I was kind of imagining it as like, you're putting this wire thing right. and it's like they're in a room and <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no they're not like imprisoned in the in the sculpture until they complete it the rest of the hive is intact he doesn't like destroy the whole hive and technically these sculptures could last indefinitely as long as they don't melt like beeswax and even honey lasts for thousands and thousands of years uh, you could eat you could have some bee honey that's like thousands of years yeah. old uh, it just like it, it's like its some... own preservative kind of. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It has like it has, I think, um, like kind of antibiotic like or not antibiotic, but antibacterial. Yes. Antibacterial elements to it that preserves the honey and, and, and beeswax is inert. It doesn't it's like, um, you know, it can last basically as 
as long as it doesn't get melted, uh, mm-hmm. it'll be fine. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. And it is, it's kind of ironic because like if you brought a hairdryer to the museum, you could oh, destroy, no. <laughs> destroy these works of art. But if you, if you keep them in good condition, they could last for thousands of years. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty sick. Pretty sick. I'll hand yeah. it to this guy. I mean, I also <laughs> agree like the, the use of labor is questionable, but if it's worth the attention that the cause is about, then I think it's worth it. Yeah. It's all it's all doing things in moderation and maintaining the balance mm-hmm. between what we take from nature and what we're what we're giving back. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Shireen, new glowing animal alert. Glowing animal alert. I like to keep everyone up to date on whenever we find a new glowing animal. Whoa. And we have, and it is called the pumpkin toadlet. That is the cutest name. The cutest <laughs> name I've ever heard. Oh my God. Okay, well then toadlet. look at them. Because yeah, the name I, fits the baby. They're yes. so, so cute. They're so vibrant and like, they look like a pumpkin. They're orange and... Yes. Oh my God, they're so... Little toady, toady candy corns. So Wait, so this cute. Is, they, they just discovered these or you just like... They're, yeah, so know. they discovered a new species of these. Uh, uh, albeit there are 36 other species of pumpkin toadlets. So the existence of the family of pumpkin toadlets is well known. But there is a new species of pumpkin toadlet, and this one glows under UV light. Toadlets are toads, but small. (laughs) I just love that so much. I just love pumpkin toadlet together, but also toadlet. Pumpkin toadlet. Dun, 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 dun. Pumpkin toadlet. Dun, 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 dun. That's so cool. Also, like, I I would love to know the, uh, the first impulse to put fluorescent light over like how how did they're just doing it on tons of animals now because like they found they just incidentally found that animals we don't expect uh have uh uh, fluorescence biofluorescence 
Um, and so now we're just like, like, well, let's see if this one glows. Let's see if that one glows. And sometimes funny. they do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it is. It's great. Uh, so the new species is called Brachy, Brachycephalus Rottenbergae, which um, is a long is name. Yeah. Pumpkin toadlet better. Yeah. Yes, pumpkin, pumpkin toadlet. They're bright orange, teeny, teeny, tiny toads about the size of your thumbnail. Uh, little babies, little tiny orange babies. And like they are bright orange like yeah I, I encourage everyone that's listening to just google pumpkin toadlet they are yeah so vibrant and adorable i'll have a bunch of them in the show notes too okay, in cool, the cool. uh in the dock of show notes that you can see some of my favorite photos of pumpkin toadlets because they are tiny very tiny and small and <laughs> also okay okay it gets cuter it definitely gets cuter so they are in brazil's atlantic forest so like I said earlier, there are 36 other species of pup- pumpkin toadlet. They're all bright orange, about the size of a thumbnail. Oh. They're super bright because this is aposematic uh, coloration. So their skin and their organs are highly toxic, full of tetrodotoxin, which is the same stuff that is found in like fugu fish organs. So it's oh. bad to eat. You don't want to. You don't want to eat these, but mm-hmm. you also don't want to eat them because they're so cute. They're. Ears are so tiny and underdeveloped that they can't hear their own mating calls. So they rely on visual, the visuals of the vocal sac inflating as well as other signals such as mouth gaping. So opening and shutting their mouth and arm waving. Oh so God. basically little tiny thumbnail sized bright orange toadlets flapping and closing their mouths and waving their arms in the air and being like, mate with me, mate so with me. Cute. Like in their mouths, there is no like gross teeth or like gross anything in there. It's just like this little cartoon mouth. Like it's just <laughs> so, so cute. And also I just love that they're like waving their hands and yeah. Hey, wait, so they, me. they don't even have ears or they just don't work. It's just, it, they just don't work. They're underdeveloped. Oh, interesting. So yeah. So yeah, they're just waving their arms around, going like, "Come get some of this." There's a word you said earlier that I didn't understand. There, why are they colored this way? The aposematism. So that is warning coloration. Uh-huh. So have you ever seen like the poison dart frogs? Mm-hmm. And their name is, you know, like, basically says it all. I want to look them up right now. There's many colors of poison dart frogs. There's bright reds, bright gr- oh yeah, blues, yeah 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 bright they're, yellows. This, I I don't understand how this is a real animal. Like I don't. These colors <laughs> are absurd. But yeah, very cool. They are carnivores. Uh, really? Technically, they yeah they eat teeny tiny invertebrates. So you know, Wait, or the in, the, yeah. the pumpkin toadlet or the poison yeah. dart. Oh wow, pumpkin toadlets eat tiny invertebrates or i guess insectivores is maybe more right. more of a fair thing so also uh they do not have a tadpole stage so their eggs hatch directly into just inconceivably tiny baby toadlets <laughs> which i guess would be toadletlets toadletlets just teeny teeny tiny that's so cute this new species of pumpkin toadlet is smaller than its relative. So I think it's the smallest species of pumpkin toadlet discovered. It's got a shorter snout. It's like the pug of the yeah. pumpkin toadlet world. It's like the runt of the litter as far as... It's yeah. so cute. It's very cute. Wait, so so the toads are sometimes bright colored to like warn other people or like warn other animals that they're toxic or... Yes. Yeah, okay, interesting. Yeah, so these so all of these species of pumpkin toadlet are this bright orange and they all have t- 
toxic skin and toxic organs. So that is a warning coloration. And it, it protects the toad because, or the frog or whatever animal has that warning coloration because basically a predator will learn, like when I eat this thing, I throw up and uh. it's really bad. And so then they won't hassle them anymore. Interesting. So, yeah. Because I feel like my impulse is to be like, oh, camouflage makes more sense. You know, like how a chameleon mm -hmm. can like go away. But it's an interesting like flip of that, right? It's like they're yes. drawing more attention to them to be like, don't eat me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because if you it, like camouflage is nice because then you don't have to invest in like a toxin in mm -hmm. your body. So you don't have to make sort of the evolutionary investment of having to have actually be toxic so that that's one way to evade predation. But if you do are able to get into that niche where you can produce a toxin that will make predators sick or even kill them, mm -hmm. then you do want that warning coloration. You want to be as noticeable as possible because you're basically saying like, nope, I'm not one of the ones you want to eat. Right. Uh, and so what's interesting is you actually have mimics will mimic that bright coloration who are not toxic, but you can only have a certain amount of mimics because once you get too many mimics, like basically it's this, it's a, um, you can't have too much noise in the um, learning process for predators. So like say you have a bunch of mimics that are mimicking the pumpkin toadlet and you have a predator eat uh, plenty of them and not get sick, then the warning coloration no longer works. So you you see, I'm not actually sure whether the pumpkin toadlet has a mimic. I don't, not that I'm aware of, but you see this especially in butterfly populations where mimic species, like the populations fluctuate mm -hmm. somewhat so that the, the mimic species is always kept in control because if they get too numerous, then predation goes up and then the, the both the mimic and the true species population like goes down. And so you, you get these like interesting patterns of population uh growth and and right. uh uh and decreasing if if that like yeah. if the mimic becomes too abundant so it's real it's actually so there's like this fascinating yeah there's a lot of like complicated math that uh, i don't remember uh <laughs> that that goes into it but yeah um so yeah the little pumpkin toads uh even though they're adorable and bright orange they are trying to scream at you do not eat me yeah. <laughs> I know, I look tiny and delicious, yeah, but no. They look like little candy corns, though. They, they kind of do. Yeah, that's a very good color reference that brightens up <laughs> candy corns. But surprisingly, they do actually glow under UV light. They fluoresce. So I think there are only two other species of pumpkin toadlet that biofluoresce. So this is very exciting. So this new, the teeny tiniest of the pumpkin toadlets also glow under UV light. They have this, like, patch of skin it looks like these little bright blue glowy dots like they're in the freaking avatar movie or something uh it's really really cool oh. are those are the things that are lit up are those just like organs or like what's there's like like a that's pattern a good, on their body yeah that's a good question i'm not sure exactly what part of them is glowing i would suspect that they have some some cells, some like uh, mm -hmm. pigment cells that that biofluoresce. But yeah, it does look like it could. It, it's true. Like they, their skin is they're so tiny right. that like their skin is somewhat translucent. So I could imagine that some of the cells could be like in or mm -hmm. around organs and are glowing. But That's so cool. Also, their legs, their little legs are just like especially the back ones. They're just kind of like pointy things. They don't have like the three. Uh, 
in my in my brain like the, what you what what I would imagine a toe foot to, or a toad foot to look like, right? Like, yeah, there's little like pointy things. I mean, they they do have toes. They're just so small that it's like you can actually see the second toe a little bit behind the frog with their arms or right. their their front toes. Like you can't see. It's really hard to see the smaller toes okay. because they're actually trans like translucent. I like see, you can see, see through their toes because they're so small. That's so they're <laughs> so, so cool. Yeah. What a cute little guy. They're actually not the smallest frog in the world. So I know these are called toadlets and they are toads. Toads are all toads are frogs. Not all frogs are toads. Okay. So basically toads are a subgroup of frogs. And, and basically toads have toads have slightly different body shapes mm -hmm. and, and behaviors and frogs they tend to crawl not jump they tend to have a more like bulldog mm -hmm. type body they often have rougher skin than frogs but the smallest frog in the world is actually the pedophrine amanuresis or wait no pedophrine uh amunesis amunin do they have a cuter name like pumpkin toadlets or no I don't. I think I can find a cuter name, but we could just call them like little 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 pipsqueakins. Pipsqueakins, yeah, that's good. <laughs> pipsqueakins, little babies. Pipsqueakin uh, species little, of toadlets. Little 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 pea little pea frogs. Uh, yeah. we'll we'll call them little pea pea frogs. Okay. Of Papua New Guinea forests, they are 0.27 inches or seven millimeters long. So they're smaller than like the dude's face on a dime. Whoa. That's FDR, right? On the dime? I think so. Yeah, yeah. smaller than FDR's face on the dime. Uh, and they are so small and delicate, their hands are completely transparent and they are the world's smallest known vertebrate. Whoa. Uh, yeah, so we went from one of the largest vertebrates in the world, the whales, to the Tiny, smallest, little babyest. Yeah. I mean, really imagine that. Like, get out a dime right now and just imagine how tiny this little creature is. That's so interesting. Yeah, it's going to be like, it's going to fit on your pinky nail. Whoa. Wow. And they look really now I want cool. Like, now I want like little frogs, frog designs on my nails. Get, yeah. Get a little <laughs> yeah, frog a painting call. on each of my nails. <laughs> um, and their colors just look really fascinating. Like, it's almost like a splatter paint pink. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Jackson Pollock who? Apparently they're so tiny, researchers can't, and because they're not bright orange, like the uh, pumpkin toadlets, they're very, very hard to spot. So mm -hmm. researchers can't just like go looking for them. They have to pick up a bunch of leaf litter and toss it in a bag and then like kind of like look around the bag to see if they've got one. Because oh. otherwise there's no way to know where they are. They're too small. Oh, wow. so cute. They're very cute. Very, very cute. Anything small is usually cute. Because, like, an actual yeah. big... I mean, I used to be kind of low-key afraid of toads because I saw this, mm. like, back in middle school, I saw this video of how Australia has this very specific yes. breed the of cane toads. toads. Oh, my God. Yes. They are so terrifying looking. Or, like, just, like, I, would, I wouldn't want to be around the stampede of toads. Like, there are so yes. many in Australia. So I was always, like, weirded out by toads. And then I got older and I got rid of that uh, aversion. And these little guys, I can never be, like, they're just so cute. Totally. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. 
No, yeah, cane toads are freaky though, so I, I don't blame you for no. being afraid of them. It they're scarred me. They're big. Yeah. They're big. They they're an invasive species in Australia. Oh my so god! I just really, looked them up. I shouldn't yeah. have done that. No, 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 no. I still <laughs> I still don't like them. I I think yeah. that, that documentary or like whatever video I saw, the, the amount of them that I saw like yes. just in the street and every yeah, just like <gasps> hopping along on a marching army trying to take <laughs> over Australia. We actually talked about them on the invasive species episode we did a while back, and yeah, they are. They look bad, and they are, at least in the context of Australia, really bad because they uh, are. They like kill some of the native animals there, and they are because they actually have toxic glands that makes it hard for predators to eat them. Because like if a predator right. tries to eat them, and like then they get sick and they can die, and so it's just like, yeah, they're a, they're a nightmare. So you're right to be you're okay. right to be concerned. Good. I, I feel <laughs> I feel good that Katie uh, Golden is telling me this. So I feel validated. I feel very uh-huh. I mean, maybe in their na- in their natural habitat, I would say like you know we've got to respect we got to respect the cane toad. But when they're in Australia trying to take over the country, yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Shireen. I'm really glad you enjoyed the whale earwax conversation. We've learned a lot about you. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe too much. Maybe too I, much. I, I might have overshared. No. I haven't said that no, on a what? podcast ever, or even like to most people I know. I've said it to one person. I know. So this is oversharing. Oversharing. I'm sure you're like some people are gonna be grossed out, but you're gonna get a bunch of people who are gonna write in and be like, you know what, me too. And I'm so glad she said that. Yeah. So. There's just something. <laughs> I mean, I know people are out there that know it's that, that also find it satisfying. It just like I don't know. I I'm there's not dozens alone. of you. Yeah. There's dozens of you. <laughs> there are dozens of me out there. Come yeah. find me. I'm just here. I'm here. I'm waiting. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not into it, but I respect it. You know I mean, what honestly, I mean? it feels perfect that I was here for the yeah. whale wax, whale earwax yeah. section. So is, is meant fate, to be. Fate meant brought to be. you here. Exactly. Well, but no, well, I where, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, just I was like, going to say gonna thank you. Where, I was going to say thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, I just I interrupted for, you as you were thanking me. It's okay. It's hard over Zoom to like. Yeah. I'm no, so no. So let me thank you. Let me thank you. Shut up. Shut up. I'm going to thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. But for real, thank you for having me. I had a lot of, of fun. Um, I just love animals. And I love to talk about yeah. animals. So thanks. Well, you were an absolute delight. Uh, and tell people where they can find you so they can experience more of the Shireen experience. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter at ShiroHero666. That's like, uh, I, can I spell? Yeah. S-H-E-E-R-O. H-E-R-O-666. I was more talking to myself. Like, <laughs> oh, right, right, things. right. Yeah, no, it's okay. You're like, no, go ahead. Yeah, no, you're um, allowed to spell on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> There's no rule against it. <laughs> yeah. And then Instagram is just ShiroHero. So ShiroHero on Instagram, ShiroHero666 on Twitter. Follow along yeah. on this crazy journey of me watching yeah. earwax videos at 2 a.m. At <laughs> and definitely check out uh, Ethnically Ambiguous oh, yeah. with Shireen and also Anna, who we just had on the podcast not too long ago. Nice. So... Yeah, it's a, it's a great podcast, and, and you guys Thanks. talk about some really important issues. So, And you can find uh, the podcast on the internet at Creature Feature Pod on Instagram, at Creature Feet Pod on Twitter. That's F-E-A-T, not F-E-E-T. That's something very different. And you can email me your questions, your concerns. If you secretly like to watch earwax extraction videos and you want Shireen to know she's not alone, at CreatureFeaturePod at gmail.com. 
And thank you so much, everybody, for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating or a review. I read all of them. I enjoy them. They make my day. And they do actually help the podcast and the algorithms and so on. So thank you so much for everyone who does that. And thanks to the Space Caustics for their super awesome song, Exalumina. Creature features a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts like the one you just heard, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or hey, guess what? Why have you listened to your favorite shows? I don't judge. Even if it's in between you watching earwax videos, that's totally fine. (laughs) See you next Wednesday. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride The first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.